Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is the Decibel Geek Podcast with Chris Sinzak and Aaron Burkett. All right, awesome. Finally, it's here once again, my favorite time of the week. It's when we record the Decibel Geek Podcast. If you're listening right now, then you know I'm Aaron Camaro, and you also know that I'm always joined by my good friend Chris Sinzak. What's going on, my man? Well, not much. How are you doing today? I'm doing pretty good. You know, it's been one of them weeks. It's it's a long, rough one, but this is always the moment in the week that I look forward to the most. Yeah, same here. Man, we're going to have some fun today. We, we've been on a pretty good roll here lately, I got to say. You know, we've been getting a lot of great feedback been having a lot of fun creating the show for sure yeah and we have a very special guest joining today all right well you know us before we get to all the fun we're gonna have today we got to take care of our business and our business we love them their itunes reviews their facebook recommendations there's uh pod chaser reviews there's all kinds of ways that you guys can help us out by getting the word out there about what we're doing here on decibel geek and you know also that every single week we look into the treasure trove of reviews and recommendations and we pick out one or two that are our favorites and we read them right here on the show but every once in a while we run out today is one of those days Fortunately, so uh, yeah, guys, get please. Uh, the reviews mean a lot to us. It helps our rankings, but we like to hear from you. We like to hear what you think we're, how you think we're doing, even if that's good or bad. So please, uh, you know, go to iTunes, go to Podchaser, wherever. Just leave some reviews. It, it really means a lot to us. Most definitely, we got some kind of feedback for some kind of show that we recorded last week. Yeah, that was uh boy was that a mega long show. I uh, I didn't envy your job having to edit that. Well, when your intention is to out drink Ian Wadley, you know it's gonna take at least three hours. At least. Well, we recorded longer than three hours. Yeah, we well. did. Yeah, so what you heard was what we cut down to, but it was a lot of fun having Ian on. It's always it's always uh unpredictable what we're going to talk about like i had a whole list of stories we were going to get to and i think we got to a third of them and then we talked about like four or five other things that we didn't even plan but it it turned out great i thought no it was a lot of fun it's always fun to hang out with ian especially when we're drinking and cutting loose and that's definitely we did last week if you think it was funny what you heard on the show last week well then you ought to slide on over and become a decibel geek vip because (sighs) just imagine 
the crazy mess of audio that didn't make it on the show that the <laughs> VIPs are going to get to hear. <laughs> yeah, and there's a lot of it, too. If you thought what you heard on the show was bad, yeah, this is the stuff that got cut. <laughs> For sure. Yeah, if you want to leave feedback for us, you want to talk about the shows, you want to talk about rock and roll, whatever you want to talk about, the place to do it is over on our Facebook page. Give it a like, give it a follow, and get in on the conversation. You know, we there's there's a lot of ways you can help us out, and one way is a perfect way. When we come out with an episode, we always release it officially on the Facebook page and on the Twitter. And if you go to either one of those posts and you share it or you retweet it, then you automatically become an honorary geek of the week. All right, geeks of the week this week are Patrick Breen, Bill Wang Jr., Mark Alden Taylor, Kristen Schimbeck, David Cathy, Scott Crouch, Mike Tyler, Keith Rockford, Eric Sinzak. That's my brother. Edwin Canastracci, Joshua Toomey, Sean Cullen, Darren Lanoue, Nate Atchison, Todd Cunningham, Jeffrey Mendenhall, Bill Elam, Christopher Stokes, Joseph Capone, Grayson Gallegos, James West, Adam Cox, Kenneth Roy, David Glenn, Mikhail Burrell, Mike Grabowski, J.J. Mack, Doug Fox, Hakon Bergstad, DJ Sacrifice, JJP, Body of the Soul, Daniel Lee, Alan Deshaun, Stick, Stickman, Craig Turdich, Vet Halen, Eladio, Ernesto Aguiar, Coxie, and as always, the, the Mooger Fooger. Man, what the hell? My brother never shares it. <laughs> <clears throat> All right, so we have uh, we have a guest I've been wanting to have back on the show for, and you as well have want to have him back on for a long time, and. Uh, He's not only wanted to be a musician, but now he's really moved into the big time. He's moved into doing a podcast. (laughs) Welcome back to the show, Phil Schaus. I've been holding my breath that whole time. Nice. (laughs) That's the way you're supposed to do it. Thanks Thanks for having me breathe and having me back on, you guys. Good to see you. Uh, Well, yeah, it's it's been a long time and uh, been a crazy year we're through. but uh, Indeed. Yeah, I uh, I actually I, I got to watch your first uh, episode the other day for Shouse Rules, which you can check out on YouTube, and I enjoyed the interview with the the members of Lucifer, and I thought the monologue thing at the beginning was cool. But we have to talk about this ghost thing, man. What the hell? Yeah. Aaron, did you yeah. see this? No, I haven't seen it. Oh my god, you got a ghost? So, yeah, the first time I've ever had any in my life ever. And I was filming the monologue portion of the show where I come out and really just rip off Johnny Carson. I was uh, at one point, I do it all in my apartment alone uh, in front of a green screen. So I'm shooting it and again, alone. And uh, I come to a part where I'm doing a joke and I ask the audience in quotation marks, you know, something. And you can clearly hear a guy say, yeah. Like not that I didn't add in there. There's obvious crowd noise, but at the end of my episode, I take all the effects off of the clip, the green screen effect off, and all the audience noise, yeah. so you can hear me walking around and my footsteps and everything. And you can clearly hear a guy answer me when I said, "We're living in crazy times, aren't we?" You can hear a guy right by the camera go, "Yeah." wow it's it's really wild and it's it's clear as day it blows away any kind of like ghost hunters show evidence i've ever heard yeah like you know those guys hear a door close and they think you know michael myers in the room they freak out this is real i I couldn't believe it was that clear when i heard it and anybody i played it for is like yeah (laughs) that's clearly not a neighbor or or fake yeah, I, I got creeped out by it. I was like, I, I was like, and, he, and you played it like three times in a row, and 
yeah, you can hear him say, it's been a crazy year we're having, huh? And the guy goes, yeah. Yeah, yeah you, you got creeped out by it. Oh, um, totally. The first night, uh, I was pretty uneasy the first night, but then I kind of listened to it over and over again. And he seems kind of friendly and seemed to be in on the joke. So I, I guess he's okay. And I've not been sleeping like a baby since. So oh, good. I guess he's okay. That's exactly what happened. Wild. That's yeah. awesome. Yeah. Sounds like you got a pretty cool ghost. <laughs> yeah, I'm in Hendersonville, and so I don't know. I don't know if there's a civil war battle around me, but it def- I mean, it definitely didn't feel malicious or anything. It was, of course, really creepy at first, but I don't know. Then I kind of realized, well, he seems seems cool. Huh? <laughs> he seems to have a sense of humor. Man, yeah, you, so. you know, 2020 really sucks when civil war ghosts go. Yeah, this year is bad, <laughs> really bad, the worst one ever. I'm sure. Exactly. Maybe it's Johnny Carson himself. It might be telling me to knock it off. <laughs> yeah, quit, quit stealing my act. <laughs> you got your own invisible Ed McMahon. <laughs> you know what? That's, you're totally right. <laughs> <laughs> now you got to do a. Uh, you got to like set up a whole desk and a chair there, and then do a recording thing, then play it back, and you hear it go. You are correct, sir. And then try, I got to try. <laughs> you know, when when I realized it, when I heard it for the first time, I, I did record myself asking quest, direct questions like, "What's your name? Why are you here?" And nothing then. So. Uh, huh. that's, that's the only thing I've got so far was that. Wow. Yeah. So I've, the, I've already I've already filmed some things for episode number two, uh, and he's not present. So oh, okay. This, this is this is ghost free. Right. <laughs> well, I guess I mean we're just gonna hit on a few things. We have some listener questions and everything, and um, but uh, and then of course the beat the geek thing at the end where you take on me. Uh, but uh, yeah, I don't know. I mean, I, I mean the summer. It, it's been a nutty year, and I have to manage this for you. I mean, as a musician during this pandemic i mean i mean how are you, are you getting by okay on this yeah um you know the no the being home during the summer is definitely a different thing i got a really uh killer tan this summer <laughs> <laughs> i'm always gone and can never have any pool time well i got a lot of pool this summer uh <laughs> but no you know it's been okay I, i've just kind of accepted it and i can't do a damn thing about it so instead of you know, kind of bringing me down. I've just accepted it and found other things to do and other ways to spend my time mm-hmm. and, and, you know, still, you know, grow and not try to be negative and keep positive. So, uh, actually it's been, I don't know. It's been pretty nice for me. Yeah. Are you hopeful that, uh, things are going to get back on track in the next thing? Yeah. Maybe not right at the beginning of the year. Mm-hmm. Um, but I know that uh, a lot of the festivals for uh, for 2020, the summer festivals, those are still on schedule for 2021, pretty much with the same exact lineups. Yeah. Because um, I know that Accept is uh, booked on some ones that – some of the same ones that we were booked on this year. Uh, so, yeah, my fingers are crossed for festivals. I'm not really sure about the spring, but summer would be nice to kick it off. Yeah. You know, that would be great. And speaking of accept, I mean, since the last time we had you on the show, you've become a full member of the band, right? That's awesome. Yeah, in the band, uh, on the new record that's coming out in January. Sweet. Um, called Too Mean to Die, and it is, uh, it's mean and heavy and sounds like accept. Awesome. <laughs> it's very, very, very good. Man, I'm Who's super producing? looking forward to that. Uh, Andy Sneap. 
Oh, he's the greatest. Oh, yeah. Did this one also. I think he's done every one since Blood of the Nations. So if it, if yeah. it ain't broke, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. Right. Yeah. Uh, this one was this one was different. Of course, my first time working with him, and 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 he's great. You know, he's in Judas Priest now, which is which is which is unbelievable. Uh, but um, he was in the UK uh, producing. We were, you know, of course he couldn't come here uh, because of the travel situation. So we had it worked out where he was, you know, you know, in the virtual room with us real time and hearing what we were doing, and so he could produce remotely. So uh, it was interesting, but it was cool just seeing how everybody just went, okay, we're doing it this way. And we're going to get it done, and we're going to make a great record, and this is how we have to do it. Awesome. So the band is all in one place, and the producer is remote. Yeah, wow. uh, we were just doing guitar tracks. So we all just kind of uh, was. I was with Wolf at his studio, and we were okay. we were all over there, um, and uh, doing it with uh, Andy in uh, in the UK. That's wild. That's cr- and you have to. That's got to be quite an honor. I mean, I'm sure you probably listen to those guys, you know, growing up. It totally is. Uh, it really is. I don't take it lightly. Uh, you know, it's a responsibility to kind of, you know, honor the legacy and and like, you know, I really enjoyed doing it. It was a lot of fun, and you know, working with Andy and then you know Wolf. You know, those two guys have made a couple successful metal albums in their time. So. Uh, yeah. So yeah, it was it was intimidating for me for sure. Uh, I was definitely uh, happy to be there. Cool. So if uh, so, as, as as a I do as a Kiss nerd to bug you about setlist stuff, can I bug you to have them play some of the Eat the Heat record? <laughs> oh, you know what? We listened to. The, I rode down recently uh, to his uh, place in Florida with martin uh-huh. the, the bass player and we listened to that on the way down actually <laughs> i love that record we thought to wolf yeah i liked a lot of it too it sounded great <laughs> it'd be so cool to hear like generation clash or something get played live yeah yeah we love that stuff <laughs> that'd be awesome. crazy yeah i don't know if it'd be in for to you know hit the whole career it'd be in there but uh yeah i'm not i don't see one of those songs coming back anytime soon <laughs> Yeah, just like Good. I can't get you guys to play while the city sleeps with Gene. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Man, so, looking forward to that. So with uh, so you know, and you also, you, I mean, uh, the the rock and roll residency obviously is is still a thing. It's um, you know, this year's kind of buckled everybody. You guys did a uh, a live stream concert on Facebook not too long ago. And that was fucking awesome. I love that. Oh, thanks. Yeah, we've we've had to become uh, the the rock and roll occasional performance right. uh, <laughs> due to the residency. So yeah, we've uh, had the live stream, and uh, we put Jeremy and I put out the record um, on uh, EMP label Loved. group Dave Ell- Dave Ellison's label. Love so it. That's yeah. oh, that's uh, actually original music by us. So. It's killer. I mean, how long have people been asking for this? I mean, you guys have become known for putting on these shows. We're doing all these rocked out versions of these great cover songs. And, you know, everybody knows individually you guys are so talented. People have got to have been begging for this for years. We want to hear you guys do your songs. I know I was super excited when I heard about it. And I love the whole thing. The whole album is just kick ass. Oh, thanks, Aaron. Uh, yeah, people were asking about it for you know for a while, but the funny thing is, it, it's been done for about that long. <laughs> We've had it in the can for like three years. Wow! And uh, just we, we kind of 
talk, you know, we didn't want to do the Kickstarter thing. And, and we just, uh, we're going like, let's just see what happens. And Bryn Aarons turned us on to Dave and Tom Hazert from EMP and got it with them. So happy to, happy to be out. Very I'm just glad it's out. I'm just glad it's finally, you know, out and yeah. not just in my drop in the Dropbox folder on my computer anymore. <laughs> I I love the I can't remember the title of the last song, but I think it's the last song that has like that uh, dueling guitar solo. That's just amazing. Oh yeah, don't push me. Uh, yeah. It's a lot of people's favorite. It's funny. Uh, a lot of folks. That that's the one they dig the most on that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I like them all, but yeah, I think that yeah. that one definitely stood out the most to me. It's cool. I like that one. It kind of had a ZZ Top feel to yeah. it, right? With yeah. the, the guitar riff and the vocal delivery and everything. Man, I like them all. I'd have a hard time picking a favorite off here. I'd say uh, I do like This Is Heaven, but you can't come in yet. I think that's pretty killer. Crazy Horses is badass, too. Yeah, that was a good one. We had picked one cover, and I didn't want to pick a cover that we did just like the original song. Right. We just kind of how we did every song that we did, except Crazy Horses. That was the one that we did our take a little bit. You know, it's true to the original, but we residency it up, I guess, a little bit. So it was a good pick. Totally. That's what I love about you guys, and you do the covers. You always make them your own. You find a way. You take these songs that are pretty cool, and you make them just a little more rocking, a little bit better. I remember one time I was hanging out, and you guys are up there playing, and the song's playing. I'm going, I know this song. Where do I know this song from? And like, man, this is really cool. Where do I know this song from? And I'm thinking about it. I'm thinking about it. I can't place it. So finally, I pull out my phone. And I look up Dirty Work, and it's Steely. Oh, funny! And it's Steely Dan. And I say yeah. to myself, "Am I a Steely Dan fan?" I didn't think I was, yeah. but man, that was, that was killer. We did a few Dan songs uh, in there, and uh, we would try to play those just like it. But you know, we're not those kind of slick players, so it right. always sound a little bit more like the residency we did. Uh, Ricky, you don't lose that number, I think. Wow. <laughs> A couple times we did "Ruin in the Years" a few times, and you know it was you know I loved doing those kind of songs because everybody knew us for harder rock stuff. But when we would change gears and do that, and we'd do it really well, and we'd sing and and play all the parts well. And I don't know, I just like showing all those different things, doing you know an Iron Maiden song, and then doing. You know, Steely Dan. Right. <laughs> well, you guys totally made me into a Steely Dan fan. Oh, great! Yeah, I love, I love that stuff. I, I think do it a lot. I think you also turned both of us on to status quo. Also, mm-hmm. oh yeah. Hey, mention uh, speaking of status quo, uh, episode number two of Shouts Rules, which should be out uh, this coming Wednesday or Thursday. Uh, Thursday, my guest is Richie Malone from Status Quo. Nice. He's the he's the young uh, the the newest member that stepped in when Rick Parfit passed away a couple of years ago. Okay. So he's playing the rhythm guitar telly and um, yeah. So it was really really great having him on and we had a great chat. That's cool. He's a great guy. That was a lot of fun for me. Yeah, and uh, and you also corrected us that it, it's status, not status. It's that's how I say status because <laughs> they say it's status. But right. It's you know it, you know everybody laughs at me for saying it that way, but it's how I hear it. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, they're great. So that was uh, that was a big tri- uh, thrill for me to talk to Richie. But yeah, I got to see them actually and meet Richie at, at Vakken when I played Vakken uh, with Accept in 2017. Oh, they uh, they were playing on you know there's two stages at Vakken like faster stage and the ladder stage. 
Mm-hmm. So whichever one we were on, they were on the other one right before us. So oh. I actually got to see, you know, I got to see status quo play. So that was that was awesome. Very I mean, cool. have you heard of a of an English band called Massive Wagons? No. You really should check them out. Um, and a, I think you would love their music because it's it's a very throwback thing. And there's also a little bit of comedy, and they like they they don't take themselves too seriously, but they. They have a song called "Back to the Stack" that is a song at, written as a tribute to Rick Parfit. Oh, Massive Wagons! Okay, I just wrote that down. I'll check. Yeah, it out. thanks. That song alone is is great. There's even part in the middle of the song where he's like, "I'm raise my glass. You should raise your glass for Rick because I'm raising mine." It's all. It's all. They're big status quo fans. Oh, that's very cool. I'll check yeah. that out. I just discovered a band uh, the other day uh, called Natural Gas. Mm-hmm. Uh, in I think mid seventies, it was Joey Mullen from Badfinger. When he left Badfinger, he got with Jerry Shirley from Humble Pie, and they formed this band. They only did one record, but it's really, really great. It's like Humble Pie Slam, like the you know the punch of all that stuff mm-hmm. with Badfinger songwriting. Like wow, hooks it. So it's really, really great. Natural Gas is the name wow. of the song, uh, the band, and the album. Wow, I'll check that out. Yeah, yeah. for sure. Awesome. So is, uh, have you talked to uh, Gene Simmons uh, since the last tour dates? You know what? We got an email from Gene yesterday. Um, it was uh, a link, a YouTube link to us playing in Sydney together. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. He was just sitting around. I think somebody, uh, I don't know how he found it, but he sent us all the link. We'll get, oh, we'll get cool. random emails from Gene. It's like, well, he, he's sitting around watching us, watching our shows. Like, it's pretty cool. Yeah. <laughs> Oh man, that's all. Awesome. Well, I was, I still wish we had gotten a Gene Simmons Band Nashville show. I still mm-hmm. feel like I really missed out seeing you guys. Yeah, we really we wanted one. Believe us, believe us, we did bad. Mm. And uh, it's what's funny. Have you seen? Uh, Shannon's been posting some things on on social media, and <laughs> the picture she shared, uh, I guess about a month ago, it was of her and Gene hiking. Did you yeah. see, guess see that one? It's like, yeah. how the hell does she get him hiking? <laughs> <laughs> he hates nature. It's like his idea. His idea of nature is the four seasons. Right. Um, but yeah, I was, I was just shocked about that. It made me laugh. Wow. And how about the one of him playing with the band, the sitting there with the the funk band? Yeah, that was cool. That was really cool. He sounded great. <laughs> you know, he misses playing a lot. Yeah. Yeah, I know he does. Yeah. <laughs> He's probably not enjoying this at all. Oh, I bet not. You know? <laughs> I got never stopped working. It's got to be all rough right. for a guy like him to go from constantly moving and doing things all day to nothing. Oh, yeah. Yeah. it's uh, That would be a shock. And for him especially, he didn't like – didn't really take vacations or take breaks. Yeah. You know? so, I think I've heard him sure- say – I've heard him say in interviews that vacations are torture to him. Oh yeah, <laughs> that's a, that's a gene quote for sure. Uh, yeah, so he's uh, I'm sure he's been working on something. He couldn't he couldn't be idle this long. Yeah. So you want to, Aaron? You want to do some listener questions? Sure. Yeah, we can take a look. I mean, that's it's kind of tough because like there's a bunch of stuff that I was wondering about and wanting to ask, but the I don't want to steal from the listeners either. <laughs> so we can just base it off their questions. Yeah. Well, it's, it's your show, so you can do whatever you want. That's I right. So all these questions I'm about to read are all from me. 
<laughs> we'll just just insert other people's names ahead of the question, though. Yeah, exactly. Aaron Here, here's another one from Aaron from Nashville. Uh, let's see. We got a couple here from – I think these are Twitter, the ones in Not black. Insta- Instagram. Oh, nice. We got a couple of Instagrams. Uh, one from Alex Pompolelli, maybe? Hey, Alex. Sounds, uh, sounds right. Italian friend. Yeah. Alex Pompili, possibly like There you go. He says, you played with Karabi, Simmons, and Fraley. What other great artists would you like to play with? Um, I mean, it's, you know, it's the ultimate pipe dream, but McCartney. Wow. (laughs) Nice. Yeah. I mean, there's so many, but that's like, that's the the top of most of the pop of most of the list. See, I like that. Aim high. Yeah. What would you play with him? Uh, I'd love to play guitar. Yeah. I'd love but to like any Rusty, per- in Rusty Anderson's position. <laughs> well, I, like if you had to pick a song to play with McCartney, what would you pl- want to pick? Oh, wow. Uh, that's a good one. I don't know. It'd be fun. To- Beals. For some reason, Junior's Farm stands out right now. That's killers. what I was thinking. Yeah, that one would be really cool as far as solo Beatles. I'm not sure what. Maybe Paperback Rider or something? Like one of That's the heavier cool. ones? Yeah. See, I say get all you guys and Paul McCartney and come out with like a hard rock version of all these Paul McCartney songs all on one album. We did that at the residency. We would take some of the later Beatles stuff and we would do that treatment to them, you know, play them. I had an idea for a band called The Fiendish Thingies. And that's all we did. We approached Beatles songs like they were a band in the mid seventies. Right. Um, Wes Paul's and Marshall's tuned a half step down, um, you know, and do things like you know, glass onion and me and my monkey. Yeah. And, you know, things like rain, things like that. You know, oh, cool. but, you know, doing through Marshall's and Wes Paul's. We did a whole episode of that years ago. Now it was all, uh, based on the Beatles and the, the heavier side of the Beatles. And, yeah, I remember you guys doing that show. That's right. Yeah, the and it's, it's cool. The Beatles or heavy it's, side of the Beatles. Yeah, yeah. it's cool to look yeah. at those songs and see the, the hard rock potential that's in some of them had they been released maybe at a different time. Yeah, Lennon actually called Ticket to Ride the first heavy metal song. Huh. Ticket to Ride? <laughs> yeah, I guess because when you go... I guess up to that point, that was a different guitar sound for them. I mean, when they cut that, that was a big, the guitars were brighter and mm-hmm. a little heavier, I suppose. But, but then you go to like, I feel fine, which is the record before that came out. And that's yeah. pretty heavy too. Your feedback and you know, all, all that. So. I, I always thought revolution was kind of an early metal type sound. Totally. Of oh, Helter yeah. Skelter, of course. Yeah. Um, Cause it's yeah. early distortion. Oh, yeah, yeah, just a guitar plugged straight into the board, just in the red, just that's so nasty, you know. And how many metal bands have covered that song over the years? That's it, yeah, so many, so many groups have covered that. Right on, awesome. Okay, here's one from Andrew Jacobs. He asks, which do you prefer, Ace's 1978 solo album or Gene's 1978 solo album, and why? I prefer Ace's, um... As far as a cohesive album, it's just more of a, you know, it's more of a connected, not connected, like a uh, concept cohesive. album. Just a, it's a more cohesive work. Yeah, totally. Uh, I do love Jeans for the opposite reason. 
I like Gene's is because his is, is musically all over the place, but that kind of was, I don't know, when you listen to it, it's kind of a good representation of late 70s rock radio. It's, you could hear dancey songs on rock radio. You'd hear riff rock. You'd hear, you know, soul, some, you know, kind of Stevie Wonder type stuff too. So I like both, but I got to go with Aces. I think it's perfect. Yeah. With your what what you said about Gene's album being kind of a representation of what was on the radio, it's almost like Gene's album is almost like what a Wicked Lester album would have been around that time. That's a really good point, and you're hmm. dead on. <laughs> that is really really accurate. Wow, yeah, yeah. It was because Gene likes all that stuff. Gene's a folky guy, a huge Beatles fan, a huge R and B like stacks Motown guy. So you'd have Burning Up with Fever. And you have See You Tonight and, you know, Nowhere to Hide, all those, you know, all those tunes. Yeah. So if you know Gene and his musical taste, it makes perfect sense. You know. Right. right, Bill Elam asks, I knew this was going to come up real quick because it's awesome. Who's singing on She? Is it Phil and Ryan Blended? It's the actress, all the talisman. It's Phil, Ryan, and Jeremy. Nice. Yeah, yeah. I could tell that by listening to it. I knew it was all three of you right away. Yep. So we just did it because it's three part harmony the whole time. Uh, So we just awesome. We just added it to the set uh, with Ace and goes over great, and we sound good playing it. We sound really good singing it. So it was a cool pick for him. Ace picked it. It was like you guys want to do she and like yeah. So it was uh, (laughs) that was a that was a big thrill for us. Believe me. Right. Wow. I think he used to do it in his live set, and then we got that added back. We always love doing it with Gene. You know, vocally, we have it totally down. Um, so, yeah, it was a great tune. I think it was a good band tune to pick, for yeah. of, of Ace to pick, you know. Where did you record that song? Uh, we did our parts at uh, Marty Fredericks' place. Oh, cool. Like Sienna or Sierra Sound, so we did it at, uh, at Marty's place, yeah. Yeah, we were happy with how it came out, and it was a big trip when I got my record in, and uh, you know, putting the needle down and like hearing, you know, hearing me on Ace Friendly Records was was kind of cool. It was cool. Uh-huh. I already, of course, you'd already heard, it, but it was kind of it was something special dropping the needle down, like literally dropping the needle on a record, like holy fuck, that's me. That's it, yeah, <laughs> that must have been almost like an out of body experience. Hell yeah. Yeah, it was really cool that first time. It's 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 an honor for sure, and not taken lightly. And we're we're really thrilled that he wanted us to be on it. So very cool. Do you know if Ace is working on any new music? Uh, I think that he was already working on writing new tunes for the next the next original record. So uh, yeah, one thing about that guy when he quit drinking, man, he started cranking out music. Yeah. I mean, he really did. It really, I mean, that's the moment when it happened. It was, it's an easy you know, thing to see. It's like, wow, when he got clear-headed, he just started working. And I can tell you from being a huge Ace Fraley fan, it was kind of a bummer back in his drinking days because everything was so sporadic and there was years and years in between you'd ever hear anything or have a chance to see him. And, and now, like you said, as soon as you could tell right along the Ace Fraley timeline exactly where it happened, when he finally yeah. cleaned up, you know, and really took it seriously and went forward as being sober. Man, the music he's put out, it's been great. You know, I love Sober Ace Fraley because, I mean, he's more proficient than Kiss nowadays. Is the way he's so active and it's, they've been good records. You yeah. know, they really have been. And um, 
sound good. And uh, he's still he's still ace. He's still ace. Has all the great ace points that we love about him, his singing and playing. And it's just good to see. It's a good it's a good story. Talking about Ace, I've got one question that I've decided I'm going to ask everybody that we talk to from now on, and I know you've got an answer for this. Phil, can you regale us with a funny Ace Fraley story? Yeah, yeah. When uh, so this is going to be at the uh, on the Japan tour. So we had just kind of we weren't even really officially his band yet. We were just doing the Australian Japan tour. So we were doing eight shows in Japan in four days. Six in Tokyo and one in Osaka. So we finished the run in Tokyo. So it's end of night three. And we still have one city to go, right? So we get back to the hotel when we're done with the shows. We get out and Ace is getting his stuff. And he goes, all right, uh, thanks, you guys. We'll see you later. Great, great shows. And then uh, Chris- Christopher goes, oh, Ace, no, we, we're going to Osaka tomorrow. We'll, we got two more shows. We'll see you tomorrow. And then Ace's response to that was, we'll figure it out. <laughs> <laughs> so it's like, it's great. It's, it's so Ace. And he's, uh, it was just so awesome. <laughs> That's hilarious. Wow. No, he, he's, he's great, man. We have a lot of fun with him. And um, that was a good, that was a good time. And those were great shows in Japan. Those two, and uh, you know everybody was talking. You know, two shows a night. You know, it's a lot. But man, every every night, the second show he was better. I mean, the first that was a great tour. But like the first show was great, and then the second show, every time he was just like up the ante that much more. We're like, wow. You know, <laughs> we had a lot, a lot of hair raising moments in those shows. Those were great. Yeah. Sweet. All right. Uh, what else we got here? Uh, Aaron Philpot's got a question. What, what has been Aaron. some of your favorite shows with Gene and Ace? Anyone stand out? Uh, number one on that list is Sydney, Australia, with Gene and Ace. Right on. That's the that's the best for um, I think maybe both that I've played with them so far. Sydney was absolutely just one of those nights. We were in a great old theater, the Inmore Theater. Uh, it was packed to the gills completely, and we were just a freight train. It was. I remember that feeling at that at that point. It was on autopilot. Yeah, and, and we just not we were going through the motions, but it just the music played itself, and we just were a locomotive. Sweet. So yeah, that was a great one. Um, the Japan shows with Ace were fantastic. The show. And the first time we played with Ace, when he came to the the benefit show in Minnesota, that was great. Cheap mm-hmm. Trick was on the bill too, so that whole day was just you know a dream kind of. It was great. Oh, so um, you're you're not going to bring up the uh, the was it the Rhode Island show where the guy heckled Gene? <laughs> oh yeah, that, that show <laughs> where we had the heckler. Oh, he that was the stage. I wanted to play the whole time that he was gone. I kept on like, <laughs> what are we going to play? You know, how I was always thinking how whenever uh, Sebastian Bach would jump in the crowd to beat somebody up or to try to beat somebody up in the crowd, Skid Row would play Peace of Me, you know, behind him. And I thought oh, that was yeah. the funniest thing ever. And I was trying to trying to think, man, what could we do? What could we do? Gene needs some fight music, guys. Some fight music, yeah. You know, the, the Titanic band played while the ship went down. It's like, Come on, we got to do something. But, uh, 
first one we did with Gene Cleveland was really great. Um, just because no one know what what no one knew what to expect. Yeah. And um, and we had we knew the show we were going to come out with, so it was fun to to know. It's like this is going to blow folks away. Uh, that was fun. Yeah. Every every one of those shows has some kind of special yeah. memory. You know, just from the fact that you look to your left and you know there's Gene Simmons or there's Ace Frehley. So yeah, it's always special. Well, the uh, the Boston show where you guys broke out, it's my life. That about freaked me out. Yeah, Boston was a good one because that was we had just rehearsed and worked up a bunch of new songs and we played all of them at Boston. Yeah. So that was a really, really good set list. I got that on a DVD somewhere. Have you guys ever pitched a song to Gene or Ace that they said, no, nah, I'm not doing that one? Uh, Gene, very rarely. Um, a lot of the 80s stuff he would just kind of balk at. You know, when we suggested no, 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 his response was no, no, no. <laughs> uh, but when we, you know, and we actually did end up getting Fitz like a glove in there, but that was just because of Brent Fitz. Yeah, <laughs> really, that was why we did. That was why we did that song. Uh, we tried the one that we tried the hardest with, but Jesus wouldn't go for it. Was love and leave him. Yeah, that was that he just wouldn't go for that one for whatever reason. Uh, but really, he was a good sport about everything. If uh, if we had the lyrics for him, we could pretty much get a lot of stuff past him. He'd give it a shot at least. Ace right. is a bit tougher. Ace is a bit more set in his ways. Um, and we stick to the same set pretty much with, uh, with Ace. We have thrown in, I think we got she in and watching you in there. So um, I wouldn't mind doing like insane, getting that one back in there. That's a good one. So there's so many good tunes to pick yeah. from, you know, we've got all those solo album tunes now to pick from too, that we've done that once. So, you know, I wouldn't mind adding some of those back in there. Mm-hmm. Mission to Mars is one I like a lot. Mission to Mars, we were doing for a time. Nice. Oh, okay. We did that one. We did. We did that one live. Um, I'm not sure if we'd already dropped it by the time we got to Nashville. We made. It did, we no, made you didn't. You didn't play it here, but damn, oh. that show here was great. Yeah. Oh man, cool. Yeah, we had Bronx Boy in there. We had Mission to Mars. So I'm curious to see what tunes we'll add from Origins. I know Ryan can sing the hell out of uh, 30 Days in the Hole, so maybe we could add that one and Ryan could do it. Oh, yeah, that's great. I'd be down with that. Yeah, he'd be down. Ryan absolutely killed that song vocally, so. Oh, I bet. That's my favorite thing on the new record. Oh, man. I think mine's Lola. That's great, too. It's uh, it's Ace does it so well. It fits his vocal style absolutely perfectly. (laughs) So, uh, yeah, I love how that one came out. Yeah. He picks. I always am impressed at how well he picks covers, and they all suit him. Like he knows right what to pick, what to look for in a song, and I always like how he does them vocally because yeah. Ace is. I mean, you know, he's not the range of an Ian Gillen or a Robert Plant, but he sings it well. He knows how to use his voice so well, and I always love like you know, Do Ya was just perfect for for him. Yeah. Oh yeah, and he's so good at at picking the things out that he would do do well in the song. That's like the Eddie Money song. I would have never pictured Ace doing that song, but man, I love it. Yeah, yeah, that one. Um, you know, so many tunes up that he's done in his career that are just like, wow, that's his. I would not have picked this for you, but but you knew, you nailed it. We did um we did a couple of episodes like eat. Each time before the Origins records came out, Aaron and I did 
episodes where we basically pick cover songs we think Ace would be good doing. Yeah. And uh, I don't, you're, you're familiar with Budgie, right? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Do you know the song Reaper of the Glory? I don't. It's from like it's it's like 1981. It's like you know past their prime, but if you listen to that song, it sounds dead up like an Ace Frehley song. Even the solo sounds like Ace. Oh wow, cool! I think my number one pick for him would be to cover Billy Joel. You may be right. Oh my god! Could you I hear, can totally that? hear him sing, I can totally hear him sing that. Yeah, it's perfect. Oh, that's, Rock it that out! I know. I'm so telling you. Great. Because you know, you. two thousand man doesn't sound anything really like like wow. the Stones. No, it's so man much better. It, but I I prefer Ace's so much better. Mm-hmm. Um, oh yeah! Wow, that's really that. I love that <laughs> Billy Joel song too. I think it's great. Even and the you know, lyrics are like how good it could be. I crashed your party. Oh, that's awesome. <laughs> it's perfect. That's that's great. That's a cool um, kind of game to play. I'm, I've been racking my brain the whole time trying to think of something. And, <laughs> I'm having a tough time. <laughs> well, yeah, the, wow, those are two good picks. It's yeah, but it's easy because Ace Frehley makes almost any band or any song better. I think. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Just add Ace. There's something missing in this song. I don't know what it is. Oh, put some Ace Frehley in there. Oh, this hey, is the best yeah, Frank just, Sinatra just, song I've ever heard. Just a dash. Just a dash. Next Ace Frehley album called, entitled "Secret Ingredient." <laughs> <laughs> Just that eight. Uh, yeah. Nice. All right. Steve Szblet. Oh, shit. These names. Steve Szlepski. Zalepski. I was close. It takes a Pollock to pronounce it. Yeah, I need to leave them to you. <laughs> that sounds like a Wisconsin last name, doesn't it, Aaron? I know. I should be able to nail them every time. Uh, let's see. Uh, does Gene have any plans to release a new solo album? A rock album, not like that last train wreck asshole he released. <laughs> so, funny story, Shannon calls asshole his self-titled album. <laughs> I always oh. laugh when I think about that. That was one of the funniest things I've ever heard. Oh, um, man, that's great. No, man, you know what? Not that I know of. Uh, that's, all I can, I, that's all I can say. Uh, if he does, um, it would surprise me if he did um but honestly i do not know man nothing would make me happier than if gene called you guys and said i want to put together the most kick-ass rock album that i've ever released and i need your help to do it i can't think of much that would make me happier either Aaron. (laughs) so uh, you and you and me both how cool uh, would that be yeah and you know who knows there may be a vault too that, that he's that he's sitting on that he's waiting to release. Who knows? You never know. <laughs> yeah, who knows what he has? But yeah, as have, far as I know, I, I just don't know. Have, have a have a new album be part of Vault Two. <laughs> Pay two thousand dollars and you get the new Gene Simmons album. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but it's the greatest thing he ever released. Yeah, this this number eleven of the second ten discs, uh, ten disc set, the bonus disc. Oh my god, man, that album would rock so hard. Hopefully, Peter Chris would call you guys next. Peter, like I can get one more tattoo on my uh, on my on my leg. Then <laughs> I only I only have the icons of the members I've played with. Oh, nice! Oh, so I have I have Gene and Ace right now. So saving the other two. Get it together, <laughs> Paul and Peter. Look what you're missing out on. <laughs> you could all be on Philip Schaus's leg. And so all you got to do is means. release a kick-ass rock and roll album with them. That's all we ask. 
<laughs> it's that important. It's that important. So important. <laughs> All right, Aaron Baker wants to know, what other Kiss songs did Phil or the members pitch to Ace before deciding on She? Trying to think what we've thrown, what we've done. So for the cruise, we tried to, let me let, me let my voice crack. What am I, 12 years old? Um, <laughs> <laughs> for the cruise, uh, we did have a lot more tunes. Um, we did, you know, a bunch of those. We, we wanted to keep some of those. And I think uh, I've always kind of wanted to do Escape from the Island. Not only would that be, would that blow heads off, you know, it kind of gives everybody a vocal break, you know, instrumental. And people would freak out if we did that. Oh, totally. And I love, I love playing the, I love playing the bass. I think Bob Ezrin played bass on that track. He did, yeah. And uh, so, yeah, I love that. How the bass is just so percussive and nonstop. Um, that was the one I was really gunning for. I forget what other ones we did. I think, um, Stuff from the cruise that we did and the solo seventy eight solo record is are, are at the top of everybody's lists. Like I'm in need of love. Yeah, that's great. My favorite from the solo album show. Because mm-hmm. I love how the bass and drums are on that. So for selfishly for uh, me on bass, that one was really groovy to play. Awesome. I mean, our... I got there's just one from Patrick Breen, but we've already covered it. But really, this is what everybody must think when they look at you guys. I know how I feel. I'm so proud just to know you guys and to know what huge Kiss fans you are, and just to know that you're in the bands with Gene and Ace. It just it warms my heart more than just about anything else I've ever known in this life. You know, to see somebody that <laughs> really truly loves it and deserves it and gets it. I mean, how cool. Yeah, Patrick well, thanks Green. for saying that, and I, and, and I can tell you that for a fact that all of us do not take it lightly. Like we get it, yeah. and you know we uh, we do not take it for granted, and it is not lost on us uh, the coolness. So that's the beauty of it. I yeah, think. we get it. So Patrick Breen, easy question. How crazy is it that you are playing with Gene and Ace? If you could tell your younger self that they would be playing with half of Kiss, would you start with, okay, first, yes, it's true. And second, don't freak out. Yeah, I don't, I, there's no, there's no way in hell I, I would think that. Um, let alone Gene, because Gene never did solo stuff before. So that was the absolute Last member of Kiss, I thought I would play with if it was gonna if it was down to that, um, just because he never did it before. And then to have the whole Ace thing happen as well, it's it's just a bit crazy. It's a bit wild. I quit making plans for myself. <laughs> the, the universe has entirely better things in store for me than than I could ever dream of. So I'm just kind of like in a raft, you know, <laughs> going going down the river. You know, going with the flow. I'm not, yeah. not fighting at all. I'm not. I'm not. You know, picking my direction anymore. My uncle fills a raft. Yes. <laughs> Which you know what he did that one show. What? <laughs> he did it by himself. I think we were in Chicago. Wow. And somebody yelled it, and he went through a little bit of it. Wow. <laughs> oh, I love crazy. You. Yep. He sure did. That's Pretty awesome, cool. though. Man, this is cool. It's always good to talk to you, Phil, man. Like I said, we're all so proud of you guys. Man, thanks a lot, man. Always good to talk to you guys. And, and, uh, you know, you guys are one of the inspirations behind me doing 
my own podcast and you guys and Ken Mills was a big supporter of it. And so, you know, guys like you and all the guys that have had me on their shows are one of the reasons that I'm like, you know what? I want to do this. <laughs> Very cool. I'm really enjoying doing it. I've got like, I think 15 interviews done, including the one, I think about 15 total. So now I just have to keep editing them. Uh, my goal is to do one a week. So that should mm-hmm. be through the end of the year. Um, if I keep up my schedule, so I just have to figure out the order and edit them and film my own wackiness and edit it in there. Right on. Awesome. awesome. I look forward to seeing these. Yeah. So yeah, the next one is uh, Richie Malone from status quo and it will be out, um, early October. Nice. All right. So we- that about covers all the questions and everything. I mean, are you guys ready to play some beat the geek? I think so. I've already been warned, so I'm going to see how I fare today. I'm just playing with you. All right, well, it's it's been a minute since we played, but the last time we played Beat the Geek, it was reverse Beat the Geek, where Chris was the host and I was the competitor. Ah, okay. And that was pretty interesting. I, I played three games in a row, and I went one, one, and one. Nice. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> but basically what we got going on here is it's rock and roll trivia, you know, decibel geek stuff, anything with loud guitars, basically from the mid to late 60s all the way up to today. And it's a little bit of everything. The way it works... There's 11 questions, because this is the game show that goes to 11, and the first one always goes to the geek, which is Chris Sinzak. When I ask Chris the question, before he gets the choices, I'm going to ask you if you want to bet against him. You can get his point if he gets it wrong. Otherwise, Chris gets two if you bet against him. And of course, there's the kiss round coming up later on in the show. One question apiece, double the points. So if you're ready... Let's play some Beat the Geek. Let's do this. All right. Like I said, the first question goes to the geek, and that is Chris Sinzak. And your question is this. When Izzy Stradlin left Guns N' Roses in 1991, he would be replaced by Gilby Clark. However, before Gilby got the job, this guitarist was offered the gig and was Axl Rose's first choice to replace Izzy. So, Phil, I'm going to come to you. I'm going to ask, do you think he knows the answer, or do you want to bet against him? I think he knows this one. All right, Chris. He's playing it safe to start out the game. Your choices are Rich Robinson of the Black Crows, Nuno Betancourt of Extreme, Dave Navarro of Jane's Addiction, or Vernon Reed of Living Color. Wow, I have no one idea. Of the, one, of the, one of those is the answer? One of those is the answer. That was Axl <laughs> Rose's very first choice to replace Izzy Stradlin in Guns N' Roses. It didn't work out, but if it was up to Axl, this would have been the guy. Wow. Rich what? Robinson, what? Nuno Betancourt, Dave Navarro, or Vernon Reed. Wow. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to answer this way just because he's an L.A. guy. I'll say Dave Navarro. That is correct. Wow. Total guess. Yep. If Axel Rose would have had his way, it would have been Dave Navarro instead of Gilby Clark. So that's one point for Chris, since Phil did not bet against you. All right. Question number two. This one goes to Phil. And this is a battle of the 1980 albums. 
Which of the following rock albums reached the highest rank on the U.S. Billboard album charts in 1980? I'm going to give you four bands, four albums. You've got to tell me which one was the most popular here in the States. Chris, do you think Phil knows his 1980 rock albums? I'm going to play it safe and say he knows it. All right, Phil, you're not being bet against. Top album right. on the charts in the U.S. in 1980 among these. Black Sabbath, Heaven and Hell. Van Halen, Women and Children First, Judas Priest, British Steel, or Ozzy Osbourne, Blizzard of Oz? Oh, shit. <laughs> oh, it's one of the last two. Um, I'm going to say British Steel. That is incorrect. Ah! See, British Steel peaked at 34. Heaven and Hell peaked at 28. Ozzy peaked at 21. But Women and Children first made it up to number six. Wow! So do I get any? So I do. Do I get anything for picking the lowest charting album? Negative ten points. <laughs> <laughs> no, I got it really wrong. I got it the most wrong. The I most could. wrong. <laughs> but Chris go. did not bet wow. against you, so no points awarded. The score remains one nothing, Chris. And now it's Chris's question. This band did a cover of the Trogs hit, Wild Thing, that appeared on the soundtracks for the movies Encino Man in 1992 and later Garfield the Movie. Trying to figure out which band covered that song for those soundtracks. Phil, do you think Chris knows the answer? I don't think he knows this one. All right, Chris, you are being bet against. The Trogs Wild Thing, covered by which band? Was it Poison, Cheap Trick, Scorpions, or Faith No More? Wow. Uh, I don't remember any of those bands doing that song. You telling me uh, you don't own the soundtrack for Garfield the movie? <laughs> no, but I do think I used to own the one for Encino Man, which is bugging me that I don't know this. Uh, shit. I'll say Cheap Trick. That is correct. Wow. Damn. Yeah, Cheap Trick covered it. Ended up on both those soundtracks. Phil, you did bet against Chris, and he got it right. That's two points. I would have guessed Cheap Trick as well. Puts the geek in the lead three to nothing. But now we're going back to you. Your chance to get some points. All right. The cover of the 1971 Grand Funk Railroad album Survival features the three band members dressed as this. Chris, do you think Phil knows what they're dressed up like on the cover of that album? That era's his wheelhouse. He has to know it. I'm not that against him. <laughs> All right. Smart, smart man. Chris is playing it safe. Were they dressed as policemen, soldiers, cavemen, or superheroes? Cavemen. That is correct. Hey, back on the board. Chris was wise not to bet against you. You got one point, bringing it back little by little. All right. All right, next question goes to Chris. According to iTunes, this is Alice in Chains' most popular song. Now, Chris, I know you just did that big old special with Baco. Over on the Whatever Nevermind podcast, you guys were talking all about Alice in Chains. Phil, I don't know. You want to bet against him on this one? I'm not going to bet against him on this one, no. All right, Chris, you are not being bet against. 
iTunes most popular song by Alice in Chains is it Man in the Box No Excuses Rooster or I Stay Away Hmm I'll say Rooster That is incorrect Oh, oh yeah. man I would have guessed that too Rooster was number 2 Man in the Box is number 1 No Excuses <laughs> at 9 I Stay Away all the way down at 19 Yeah you got it wrong, but you were not bet against. No points awarded. Scored. I wanted to say man in the box, but I thought it was too obvious. I don't know. I think I would have guessed Rooster also. I wouldn't have thought it was man in the box. Yeah, Rooster was, was my guess. All right. No points awarded. Still remains three to one. The next question goes to Phil. In the Family Guy episode, Saving Private Brian... Chris Griffin is going through a rebellious goth phase. Peter and Lois recruit Marilyn Manson to help, and he gives Chris good advice on this subject. Chris, hmm. do you think Phil knows the wisdom of Marilyn Manson? I don't know if he's a Family Guy fan. This is I'm going to bet against him this time. All right, Phil, you're being bet against. They need Marilyn Manson's help, and he gives the young man some good advice. Was the subject... The dangers of drugs and alcohol, respecting adults, school pride, or getting laid? Uh, I I do like Family Guy, but I'm not much of a Manson fan. Um, but I do like I like the show. Uh, respecting your respecting adults. That is correct. Oh, yeah. yeah Marilyn Manson <laughs> tells him rock and roll music is cool. But respect for your elders is a tune we can all dance to. <laughs> <laughs> sounds, sounds just like Marilyn Manson. <laughs> That's great. That was a total guess, by the way. Susan. Nice. Good guess. All right. You got it correct. And Chris bet against you. That's two points. And now we're tied. We got ourselves oh. a game here. Yeah, we do. All right. On the kiss round, but we got one more before we get there. And this one goes to Chris. In 1992, Stephen Piercy of Rat and Fred Corey of Cinderella formed the band Arcade. They poached a lot of great players from the Sunset Strip, including guitarist Frankie Wilsey from this band. Phil, do you, know, do you think Chris knows who Arcade stole their guitar player from? I'm going to say yes, he does. All right, Chris, it's up to you. Your choices are Shark Island... The Sea Hags, Odin, or Vane? I'm pretty sure it was the Sea Hags. That is correct. I knew it. All right, Phil did not bet against you, but you get a point for getting it right. That pulls you ahead by one. Score is four to three as we roll into the kiss round. Double the points. And the first question in the kiss round goes to Phil. In the early 90s, Extreme Championship Wrestling flew under the radar just enough to get away with having their wrestlers use licensed popular music as entrance themes. Which professional wrestler used War Machine by Kiss as his theme music? Chris, do you think Phil knows the answer? I'm not going to screw this up, so I'll say he knows it. <laughs> All right, Phil, you're not being bet against. Chris is trying to play it safe, but it's double the points. Your choices are 
Cactus Jack, The Sandman, Tommy Dreamer, or Taz? Oh, I'm trying to think who was at ECW. I didn't really watch that one. Um, the Sandman? That is incorrect. Oh, damn. Nope. Was it Tommy, Tommy Dreamer? Nope. Tommy Dreamer came to, uh, I think, Alice in Chains. The Sandman came out to Enter Sandman by Metallica. Oh, but, well, duh, that makes sense. But Taz <laughs> came out to War Machine. Taz, okay. Oh, my gosh. All right, you got it wrong. Double the points of nothing is nothing. Right. No points awarded. All right, Chris, we're in the kiss round. This may be the only question of this round that counts, and it's on you. Kiss dominated the 1996 Metal Edge Reader's Choice Awards, winning in eight different categories. Which of the following categories eluded Kiss that year? So they won eight different awards in the Reader's Choice Awards in Metal Edge. I got four categories listed. One of them they missed out on. Phil, do you think Chris knows what it is? Uh, no, I don't. All right, Chris, oh. you are being bet against. Double the points go in the it. kiss round. Big time question right here. Your choices are Band of the Year, Best Drummer, Best Guitarist, Best video cassette. And this is the one that they didn't win? They won three out of the four. You're looking for the one they didn't win. Uh, was it Best Drummer? That is correct. Oh. Yeah, they got Band of the Year. Ooh. They won all the concert awards. They got Best Vocalist for Paul Stanley, Best Bassist for Gene, Best Guitarist for Ace. They even won Best Video Cassette with Unplugged and a bunch of other ones. But Peter Chris did not win Best Drummer. Nobody wants to be Peter Chris. <laughs> not even Peter Chris. <laughs> exactly. So, wow, double the points you were bet against. You got it correct. So that's four points. One, two, three, four. And boy, does the kiss round change things once again. Now the score is eight to three. Kiss rounds are brutal sometimes. I'm not done yet, so... Well, there are two more questions left. I don't know how it could work, but I do know that it will be fun, and that's what counts. <laughs> so your final question is this, Phil. When Punky Meadows left the band Angel in 1981, he retired from the music business for years. What kind of business did Punky run in Virginia during his hiatus? Chris, do you think Phil knows the answer? You certainly don't need the points. I'll make it interesting. I'll bet against him. All right, Phil, you're being bet against. Punky Meadows, once he retired for many years, he moved to Virginia and ran this type of business. Was it a music store, a plumbing company, a tanning salon, or a restaurant? Oh, wow. I thought it was real estate. Um, Let's see. Okay. Tanning salon? That mm-hmm. is correct. <laughs> and since Chris bet against you, it's double yeah. the points. So that brings it up five to eight. And we've got one final question just for fun, and it goes to Chris, the geek, the man who the show is named after, man. He's been earning it for a long time. Your final question is this. Which of the following rock bands has won the most MTV Music Awards? 
So I'm going to give you four rock bands. One of them has won more MTV Music Video Awards than any of the others. Phil, do you want to bet against them? What the hell, right? Uh, what the hell? You're right. What the hell? I'll bet against them. All right, Chris, your choices are the Red Hot Chili Peppers, Aerosmith, Smashing Pumpkins, or Nirvana. It's got to be Aerosmith. That is correct. Yeah. Aerosmith's got 10. Chili Peppers got 8. Smash Pumpkin 7. Nirvana 5. So you were bet against. Nice score on this one. Wow. 10 to 5. The Geek is back in rare form. (laughs) Uh, That was fun. You, You were correct, sir. I did get my ass handed to me today, so congratulations. I know being a contestant on this show isn't as easy as it seems. Being the host isn't either after the last time I had to do that. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, it was fun to switch it up. I'll tell you this, Phil. There are others that have done worse than you, Ian Wadley. Oh, that's always good. Thanks. Rock and Ron Runyon. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, but at the end of the day, you can always just say, yeah, but I've I've played with Gene and Ace. That's right. I got... At least I got that going for me. Yeah. <laughs> you have a lot more going for you than right, right, yeah, yeah, and accept and <laughs> the rock and roll residency. I'm telling you people, if you're listening to this show and you've not heard the new rock and roll residency EP yet, I think it's seven songs. So that I don't know, that might be more than an EP. That seems like an album to me because the songs are so quality. You guys gotta uh, check thanks. it it's, out. It's like an ex- it's an extended EP. I like seven that. Seven songs. Yeah. And it's fantastic. If you love rock and roll, you're going to love that. So definitely check that out. I think we'll probably, if you don't mind, we'll play a song off it on the way out of here, give people a little flavor of it so they can go buy it. I don't mind at all. Nice. Thanks for plugging it. Always a pleasure, guys. Thanks very much for having me. All right, and check out Shouse Rules on YouTube, and uh, come back on again soon, okay? Anytime. Jeez, I wonder how many more bands and legends he'll have played with by then. Right. <laughs> we'll have some catching up to do.
It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more fantasy points.